Oh my goodness, I'm wishing that I would have got some help today. But I didn't, so... Welcome to the I Know You Line podcast. It's your girl Shay Shay from around the way. And today I am all by myself. Y'all, I literally was like scrolling through my phone because um, Spotify for podcasters, I didn't realize that you can invite people to join by audio. And I literally just went through my phone trying to figure out who in the heck can I get to join me today. And then something said, listen, girl, you're going to have to get a grip and be able to do this by yourself sometimes. And you need to get consistent. And I literally had to give myself a reality check. This is my hobby. This is what I told y'all in the beginning. Like, this is going to be my new hobby. I'm going to be spending time with myself to do this. And literally, I have really been letting my own self down by not doing it. And, you know, partially it's because of the, you know, anxiety to think about topics and figure out, you know, what can people relate to? But then, like, it defeats the whole purpose of me being able to talk about whatever I want to talk about, right? Like, I don't need a subject line, you know, so much so as, you know, topics that are really impactful. And, you know, what really impacts me is anxiety, right? Like, that's, you know, what I deal with on the day-to-day. Um, depressive disorder, that's what I deal with on a day-to-day. You know, I take medication. Um, and that's what I'm passionate about helping others with. And so... You know, I just got to just stick to the things that make me feel good to discuss. Um, And so I decided, you know, just pick up the mic. You don't have to be on video. Just pick up the mic, plug in, record. And so that's why I'm here today, guys. I'm here to just do it, like Nike said, just do it. So today, um, I was chatting with one of my friends and... You know, as I preach to my friends, I typically preach to myself. And um, my friend, you know, is going through some anxiety and, you know, was kind of mentally paralyzed, you know, to the bed. Just needed to give themselves some time. And, you know, I was like, you know, that's allowed. That's something that you're allowed to do. You can give yourself time. You don't have to just jump right into the next thing. Um, You know, as a person who deals with a high level of stress, you have to do a lot, um, constantly having to put out, you know, a lot. We we have to be able to put back into ourselves, too. And sometimes that requires just rest, Um, being able to say, you know what, I'm not going to get out of bed today. I'm going to relax myself. I'm going to read a book, I'm going to meditate, um, and I am going to give myself grace in this moment. Um, There was a podcast in which I watched, um, it's my friend's podcast, a Friends Who Smash podcast, and there was a particular clip that they reposted that I really loved, and the young lady, I think her name is the Funny Mama. 
um, she made a statement that I thought was so dope. And she was saying, like, she doesn't like the word hustle. And I don't know if I said this on another podcast, but whatever, I'm going to say it again. So she was saying she don't like the word hustle. And the reason why she don't like the word hustle is because it doesn't really give you grace to relax. Because you feel like you are, I'm paraphrasing here, that you are not doing enough when you decide to just sit down and watch your favorite television show. You know, you start thinking about things that you could be doing when in reality, it's okay for you to give yourself a break. Um, hustling does have, you know, a positive connotation to it, but it but it does have that little stink of negativity, you know, where it just kind of paralyzes you when you feel like you're not doing enough. Like, I got to get my hustle on, I got to get my hustle on, I got I to gotta hustle, hustle, hustle. And we often compare that to uh, <laughs> Jamaicans. Like, I'm working like a Jamaican. I got four or five jobs. And like, you know, that's kind of considered a brag. And in reality, it's like, is it a brag really that you are burning yourself out, you know, to accomplish your dreams? I don't know. Um, I think the gift is when you have the balance when you are able to work and enjoy the fruits of your labor. So, you know, with that being said, like, it's okay to give yourself grace to relax to not do the most. Do the most for you. And if that means being in the bed, be in the bed. And then the other thing that, you know, we kind of chatted about was, well, Something that I said, I was like, you know, you got to <laughs> medicate and meditate. You know, I'm a big advocate for the M&Ms now. Now, and, and I'm emphasizing now because I was not a bit advocate. I said a bit. A big advocate. I'm so country, y'all. Um, I wasn't a big, ac- a big advocate for medication. Even though I was prescribed medication, I was not consistent with medication because I have a fear of addiction. And yet I needed this healing to happen for me or, you know, this something to help me to be even. Um, And so recently, the last, I'll say two months, I've been taking the medication prescribed to me for anxiety. And um, I don't know if I can say this on a podcast, but I'm just going to say it because it's my podcast. Um, so the medication I was prescribed is Lexapro. And in order for Lexapro to work, you have to be consistent and take it for at least six weeks for it to get in your system. Um, so with that being said, I had a hard time being consistent in the past. Like, I would take it for a week, then the next week I won't take it, then I'll take it again, because I just wanted, like, results. Remember, I told you guys, like, I'm a results-driven person. Like, the process for me is, like, yeah, I need you to go to A to Z. Like, I don't want to see the B, C, D. Like, I don't want to do that for myself. Now, for my clients and for other people, I need to enjoy the process, and I try to encourage them to enjoy the process. But I was a hypocrite. I admit it. I was a hypocrite. I wasn't really enjoying the process of it. And I wasn't being consistent, you know. And I I was allowing my fear of addiction 
Um, and my stubbornness to um, overtake my desire to be healthy and mentally well. And so, um, you know, finally, you know, I decided, you know, after my latest crisis to just kind of get serious. So remember, I was in therapy three times a week. I'm still in therapy three times a week. Um, but I was in the intensive outpatient program at that time in person. And so, I, you know, I just made a decision, you know, the first day to just take my medicine, like just take the medicine and just see if there's a difference. And if it's not a difference, talk to your psychiatrist, see what happens. And y'all, when I tell you that hybrid, and I got this word from my client, Jay, um, she was on Fox 5 and she was like, yeah, I do a hybrid, you know, medication. So I'm stealing that from her, but I'm telling you that hybrid of medication and meditation game changer for me. And meditation doesn't look like, you know, the typical sitting down doing yoga for me. It is literally me, you know, monotasking and, you know, praying and just being centered, listening to music. That's what meditation looks like for me. Meditation for me looks like not using my navigation and really just focusing on the road in front of me, looking at the trees and noticing things like it's an amazing feeling and I'm not going to say that I don't have rough days um, that it exempts me from having high level anxiety days that would not be true Um, I don't have them as often though like I'm not having two or three days where I'm mentally paralyzed you know Um, I had a mental paralysis moment last you know, week, you know, where I just felt like I couldn't get up. Um, I couldn't go out. I couldn't get dressed. Um, so I worked from home and, you know, that was okay. You know, that it, it, it was like, I didn't penalize myself for not being able to go. Um, but I did, you know, make a promise to myself that I was going to try again the next day and I did and I was able to have an excellent day the next day so it it goes it goes back and forth right but you know I want to give myself the best shot at being mentally healthy Um, and a part of that is just not lying about how I feel about anything Um, not saying oh I'm good I'm okay um, remember I told you guys I'm, I'm still in corporate and, um, typically, you know, I try to keep things, you know, private and not share too much, um, because I don't want people to look at me a certain way, but, you know, I got honest. You, I had a meeting with, um, my, um, supervisor and I told her like, Hey, time management, you know, they, they told me, let me back it up. Um, we had a review. And in my review, I've done everything pretty much, you know, very well. Um, A couple things I do exceptionally well. Um, But one of the things that was noted was, hey, your time management. And um, I, I kept it real with her. Listen, I have anxiety, ADHD, depressive disorder, 
PTSD. The thing that affects my time management is typically the anxiety. And for me, and, and the ADHD, <laughs> but, um, but for me to get out on time, it's a lot. I can get up six, seven, eight hours before it's time for me to leave and still get down to the nugget of the minute and be late. It has nothing to do with, oh, I just took my time. Um, it has nothing to do with, oh, you didn't prepare. There's been times I've been overprepared and still was late. And it's simply because something happens where I become like time blind. I become paralyzed in a way. And, you know, that urgency never enters my body. And then panic sets in. And I don't know if there's anybody else that's out there that has felt that way. Where you're like, you've done everything that you needed to do to be on time. And then at some point, like anything, it could be a wardrobe malfunction. It could be all of a sudden you just think about a pair of earrings you you want to put on, you forgot where you put them. It could be anything. It could throw you all the way off. And, you know, for normal people, they just pivot, right? They just say, okay, we'll move on to the next thing. But for us, we become stuck in it, trying to figure it out. I remember one day I was so excited to be on time. Like when I'm on time to something, it excites me. It makes me extremely happy. I feel accomplished when I'm on time. With that being said, um, I also go through this moment of disconnecting from being on time because when I'm not on time, it makes me feel sad. Um, it makes me feel stressed. Um, and so it takes me on a, like a whole nother um, emotional roller coaster um, down, 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 down deep. So um, back to what I was saying. So, yeah, um, there was this one time, like, I was so excited. I was like, you know, I was right on target to be on time. All I had to do was walk out the door. It was actually the day that I wanted to go and give my, rededicate my life to Christ. And it was for my birthday weekend. And I was, like, super excited. I had my clothes planned. I knew what I was going to wear, my makeup. You know, I'm thinking life is good. And then I get ready to go out the door. I do a check in my wallet to make sure everything is there and my debit card is missing. Y'all, the way my soul left my body, it felt like somebody could have just poked me with two fingers and I would have hit the I would have hit the floor. That feeling was so like it just felt like somebody had just I don't know dunked me in the water I felt like I was underwater and I just needed to be pulled out and that was the day that I literally like I, I like I started tearing up and I was like God like please please you know I'm trying to be on time 
you know I just want to make it. I just want to get to, I want to get to church. I'm trying to go rededicate my life to you. Like, why are you doing this to me? Like, why would, why would you do this to me? Like, help me. Why is my car not in my wallet? Like, I was talking out loud to God, y'all. And I was, like, losing it over the debit card. In my mind, I'm like, I, just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't even think about whether I had it on Apple Pay. It was just the card is gone. And I'm, like, losing it. And I'm, like, just so stuck. And and I'm like, God, please, please, please. And I went to begging. I'm pulling up all the couch cushions, begging, begging, God, please, 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 please help me find it. Like, please don't do this to me. And all of a sudden, my husband comes back in with the car. And it was in the car. So I'm like, okay, crazy, crazy moment. Like, if I had got in the car... I probably would have discovered that the car was there. But because I just could not fathom where it could have been, I couldn't leave without it. And needless to say, I got to church really late. And mind you, I had asked my friends to meet me there um, because I wanted you know, them to celebrate me rededicating my life to Christ. Um, with me and so that I had asked them all to meet me there and they were there on time and you know like they were I mean they were understanding but I mean I felt so guilty and I felt you know a little bit of shame and I tried to walk in and smile it off but to be honest I felt horrible that they showed up for me and you know I get in there at the last leg of the sermon Right. I didn't even get to get to the worship part. And then the sermon went really fast. And y'all, let me tell you, I wanted to, you know, how typically at church or, you know, back in the days when they do the altar call, it's like a big, you know, situation. Like they do the altar call. You you go and you say you want to rededicate your life to Christ. You know, um, it's like a celebration. Well, honey. Um, my church got to change the whole situation. Like, they are sticking to the schedule. So, at the end, I'm like, well, you know, at least I still get to go rededicate my life to Christ. Like, I didn't I didn't miss altar call, so I'm super excited. Child, um, at the end, after the preacher finished preaching, they said, um, if you're interested in giving your life to Christ, rededicate, and he goes through all the, the different things that you could do. There will be a deacon up here to assist you. So I go to walk up, and literally, church was over. People were walking out. They were leaving, and it was it was just literally a private moment between you and the deacon um, or deaconess to, you know, pray for you. You tell them what it is that you want, and they get you in and out of there. Um, not the rededication I was looking for, but nonetheless, you know, it was a, the, the rededication I needed, right? Um, I, I just needed to be recentered with God because I had, you know, pulled so far away from him. Um, you know, a lot of it because of the, the mental paralysis that anxiety gave me. But the other part was, you know, the further or the longer I was away, the, the harder it was for me to go back because of, you know, just feeling a little bit of, um, a little bit of shame about that. So um, I just had to be, you know, honest with myself, like, hey, it's okay. 
um, God still loves you, go. Um, and, you know, even though the, 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 that mental bug tried to keep me from going by way of the debit card, um, I still made it and I still ended up being able to have a good time with my friends and going to dinner and, you know, all that good stuff. So, um, you know, stuff like that happens. And again, it's okay. Give yourself grace. And that was a story that I could tell without anxiety and laugh at it. And it just, you know, it just gives me a point of reference to know that I'm getting better. Um, every day that I'm able to get out of the house on time. Today, I was on time for my meeting. Um, I was at the office and at you know the specific the specific the, the specified time you know um and, and and it felt really good um i've been getting home you know at a decent hour because y'all i would go out and you know it was nothing for me to sit in the car for 30 40 minutes um doing the same notes over and over. It was nothing for me to do that because I just could not gather my thoughts together. And now, you know, I've been able to get through it, fly through it, remember to do things. And I have to attribute it to the medication and the meditation. So I encourage people like, listen, go out there. Um, if you feel like, you know, your load is just too heavy, too much to bear for you, um, and you feel like anxiety is like really, really taking control of your life, don't be afraid to not only seek out a therapist, but also seek out a psychiatrist. Um, it is nothing wrong with taking medication, and I know that I'm new to being consistent with my, my, my drugs, <laughs> um, but you know, I do feel the difference. And shout out to um, my nurse friend, my nurse sister friend, um, Chantel, who, you know, encourages me to take my medicine. She's like, just keep going. Just keep going. Like, you'll feel it. You know, and she reminds me, like, hey, keep going. You'll, you'll feel it. It'll it'll hit you and you'll start seeing the balance. And I'm I'm really, truly starting to see the balance. So, Shout out to her and everybody else, all my other friends and, and you know, sisters who have encouraged me to just to keep going, give myself grace. Anybody who's talked to me off the ledge, anybody who's forgiven me for, you know, giving up too much space and not, you know, reaching out or communicating because I needed to get myself together. I love you and I appreciate you. Shout out to you. You're at the bomb.com, right? Um, but I I just want to make sure that I'm being a vessel for those who, you know, are going through all of these things. Um, and so you don't have to lie about how you're feeling. You know, don't don't lie. The the, the truth shall set you free. And say the truth out loud to yourself. You know, don't have you don't have to keep it in your head because when you keep it in your head, it 
spins a narrative that is not true <laughs> and it becomes out of control. And so I'm going to hop off because my husband just went to sleep, y'all, and he is snoring. And I'm not going to embarrass him on here because it can get louder, okay? It goes from the dun, and then it goes, uh, uh. So <laughs> I'm going to get off here. But um, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to get on here and share this with you guys. I love you guys. Thank you for being patient with me. And listen, you know, hit me up if you were like, hey, what the next episode like, get me together. You know, I said I was going to drop an episode every Friday at 3 o'clock. And Friday 3 o'clock come, I ain't got no episode out, child. So, don't let me don't let me slip. You know, hold me accountable um, and be like, have you did your hobby today? You know, what you doing for your hobby? Like, just keep me, keep me together. I'm going to try to keep myself together, right? But I, I also need y'all help, too, because... I am a busy, busy lady. I got a couple, I got three clients, you know, a couple other people that I work with and help with on the side and a full-time job. So I need somebody to manage me. So if you're out there and you want to manage me and my life for the free 99, I take all the little bosses I can get. Okay. All right. Anywho, I love you party people. And this is the conclusion of episode three of the I Know You Live podcast. Bye.